Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today, we're going to take it in with Psalm 101 using my step-by-step Bible study method, and you will find links to a study sheet, videos to the masterclass, and also all the resources that I used to put this episode together in today's show notes. And let me just say, I am so glad you are here today. This is so special to me. We are in Psalm 101 today, and it is the very first verse of scripture that I ever memorized when I was a kindergarten student at Independence Christian School in Independence, Missouri. Uh, There I fell in love, maybe began my relationship with a love of the word and knowing God through his word. I also in that little classroom made my profession of faith independently. And so, oh my goodness, this verse of scripture just kind of rolls back those years and reminds me of God's grace in the hearts and lives of his children far beyond their understanding or their acknowledgement of need for grace and how he just invites us to love him and know him through his word when we don't even know that's what we're doing or that's what we need. Anyway, I just love this and I'm glad you're here with me. So Psalm 101 in the King James Version says this, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. From the Faith Life Study Bible, a little bit of information about the book of Psalms. It was formed over a long period of time. There are various groupings of Psalms within the book of Psalms. Um, It has a long history of formulation, formation, I guess I'll say it that way. Um, Some may date to the time of Moses. Psalm 90 is attributed to Moses. That would be 15th or 13th century. Um, Many date to the United Monarchy under David and Solomon. That's like 10th century BC. And some were written during the Babylonian exile or later, which is 6th century BC. And so it is, it's a Psalm, it's a book uh, with deep history and the ability to deeply connect us with our Lord and with other people who have struggled, questioned, and loved our Lord. Chapter 100, where we're hanging out, um, is a short praise psalm, and it calls the entire earth to worship Yahweh with joy. It emphasizes gratitude and loyalty to the good Yahweh who cares for his people. G. Campbell Morgan says this about Psalm 100. It is jubilant with confidence for the whole earth as it contemplates the glory of that earth when all its people are submitted to the reign of Jehovah. The enduring word divides the psalm up in a couple of places. It says that what the what and why of giving praise 
and the what and why of giving thanks. So we're talking about two different things in the psalm, the what and why of giving praise and the what and why of giving thanks. We're hanging out in the what and why of giving praise and how we praise God. And again, in the King James Version, Psalm 101 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Step one in the method is to choose our word and our word today is make. The definition of make is to create, to build, to construct or produce, to write or compose, to bring about. Some of the opposites of the word make are prevent, avoid, curb, limit, thwart, hamper, inhibit, rein in, snuff out, or squash. When we're talking about the word meaning to bring about, the opposite is to not bring about or to prevent or to squash, to rein in, to snuff out, to diminish, right? These are the kinds of things. We're either producing something or the opposite it is we're stopping it from being produced. Step two is investigate. And part one is to compare the word in other translations. Here are some ways that other Bible translations says, say the word make. The Amplified says shout. The ERV sing. The NCB acclaim. The NLV call out. The voice says raise your voices. And the message says on your feet now applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter, sing yourselves into his presence. Let's plug just a couple of those back in. Shout a joyful noise unto the Lord. Sing a joyful noise, acclaim a joyful noise, call out a joyful noise, raise your voices to make a joyful noise, or get on your feet now and applaud God with a gift of laughter. Part two in the investigate step is to research the original word. The Strong's number is H7321, Ruah. It is a root word that means to mar. The English definition of mar is to spoil or damage, especially by breaking. Figuratively, it means to split the ears with sound, to shout with alarm or joy, to blow an alarm, to cry, to destroy, to make a joyful noise, to smart to hurt or to sting, to sound an alarm, to triumph. It's almost like an ouch, right? These words have a bit of a punch to them. There's like a, not just make a joyful noise in this sort of like gentle way, but make a joyful noise in a way that makes people sit up and take notice. Make a joyful noise in a way that calls people to attention. I have a proclamation to make about the greatness, the wonder of my God. I have a praise to offer for who God is, for his faithfulness, and for what he's done in my life. And I'm going to make that proclamation, and I'm going to sing that praise in a way that other people hear it, because I want them to know that's who I offer gratitude to, and that's who I give credit to for the amazing, wonderful things that I see, that I witness, that have happened to me. The Enhanced Brown Driver Briggs Hebrew and English Lexicon, okay, that's a mouthful, right, says that this word means to raise a shout, 
to give a blast with a trumpet or a horn, to shout a war cry of alarm or battle, and to shout with religious impulse. Part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. I have something from the enduring word that I want to start with. It says the original word signifies a glad shout, such as loyal subjects give when their king appears among them. Our happy God should be worshipped by a happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with his nature, his acts, and the gratitude which we should cherish for his mercies. That is Charles Spurgeon quoted in Enduring Word. If we are shouting a greeting to a king that we admire, that we bow down to, that we want to honor, you have done and are doing great things for me. And it's like this spontaneous utterance, right? Of, I cannot keep my joy to myself. It has to get out. It's so great inside me. It has to get out. It has to go somewhere. And in that process of it getting out and going somewhere, other people are able to witness our devotion to and our gratitude for the king that we worship. Another commentator note says, the psalmist calls on all the earth to worship God with enthusiasm by singing songs of praise. This praise will arise from knowledge, know that the Lord is God, which signifies acknowledgement or confession of who God is. He is our creator and thus we belong to him. Indeed, he is our shepherd and like sheep, we benefit from his protection, guidance, and provision. We are his. We belong to him, and it is good that we are and that we do. And we can offer thanks with this joyful noise of celebration that I believe with my whole heart is simply beautiful music to the ear of our creator. A translator's handbook on the book of Psalms says, all people of the world are called upon to worship and praise Yahweh with songs. This, when I read that, it reminded me of Wesley's directions for singing in the front of the United Methodist Church's hymnal. Okay, so I grew up in the United Methodist Church. I don't know how old I was when I knew in the front of every hymnal, there's this instruction for singing uh, that John Wesley uh, is credited with, or he wrote, or it's been included in all these hymnals for, I don't even know how long, uh, but it's almost a little bit comical. And yet when you read the heart behind behind it, it's really inviting us to do what this psalmist is saying that we are called to do. And number four, part of number four, uh, that's listed in those rules for singing in the United Methodist hymnal says, sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. (laughs) Don't go through the motions when we're singing in church is what John is saying, right? John Wesley is saying, he's like, sing like you mean it. Uh, Don't be concerned whether or not your voice is, I guess, pleasing to the ear. Because remember that if your voice is an overflow of the gratitude and the praise you have for your father, it is pleasing to his ear. 
um, end of story, right? And so sing like you mean it. Don't sing like you're asleep. I just love that. It made me think of that when I was uh, when I was studying this verse. So part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. And I want to remind you of the original first, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And I rewrote it like this. Bring about a shout of praise and worship of the Lord that splits the ears and breaks through every other sound. That's something that my heart craves. Like in this world that can be so noisy and so demanding, what is the message that I most need to listen to? What is the thing that I most need to concentrate on? And ultimately it is the voice, the voices that cry out praise and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Step three in the method is to find the character of God. And I wrote down a couple of things. I wrote down that he is praiseworthy that there is absolutely always something to praise him for, always. And I find when I am struggling with an attack of the enemy, when I'm struggling with self-doubt, when I'm finding that that negative self-talk in my brain is louder on one day than it is on others, um, praise and gratitude is the antidote to worry, to stress, to anxiety, I can calm those voices and I can calm those fears by finding things to praise God for. And sometimes, you know, if you're in a bad spot with that, I encourage you just breathe in and breathe out and look around the room or look around wherever you are and pick up something in your mind, pick up something to praise him for. What do you see that you can offer thanks for? What do you know that you can celebrate and give God credit for? Uh, that is the antidote to the anxiety that is just, it feels like sometimes it's so prevalent uh, in our lives. I also wrote down as a characteristic of God, joy. As he offers joy to us and brings joy alive in us, we can offer that joy back to him. It reminded me also of Psalm 42 that has a, a sentiment in it that deep calls to deep. I don't know if you're familiar with that Psalm or that sentiment, but it made me think about how our deep joy, because he loves us, is swept under by his deep joy that we offer our adoration to him. Like the, the depth of our joy, the depth of our recognition of him is just swept up in his joy and his appreciation that we acknowledge him. And it's just this like growing process. The deeper we go with him, the deeper he invites us to go with him. It's a, it's just a, it's a beautiful, um, it is a beautiful description or idea of this getting lost in him but never being lost because in him, we are always connected to the thing that saves us from being lost. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of wrestling with that, um, that, um, that image in my mind right now. So step four is to identify the lie of the enemy. And here's the thing, even though I almost can't say this out loud, I think the most stubborn lie is there's nothing to praise him for. Or maybe said another way, he doesn't deserve my praise. Oh, I don't even want to say that out loud. But that attitude, it's always wrong. Um, and it indicates that I think that I'm smarter than God because I know what he should have done or should do and isn't doing or didn't do or whatever. Like, But when we get so focused on the what isn't, when we get so focused on the what we don't have or 
whatever that may look like in your life. It's easy to fall into the temptation that God is not praiseworthy in this particular situation, but that is so short-sighted and just so um, opposite of who we as Christians know God to be. Um, There are always things to praise him for. And there's even in our immature faith or even in our struggle, we can praise him for the things that we don't understand. Can we say, I don't see you in this right now. I don't feel you in this right now. I'm not sure what you're doing. I'm confused or I feel a little lost or I don't know what the next step is. And yet I will lift my voice in praise because I trust that you are who you say you are. You are good and you are kind and you are faithful. And I believe in that. And I praise you for the work that you are doing that I do not see. And I praise you for the way that you are in this story and you are for me and you are unfolding this into something beautiful. That is your promise. And I praise you because you are trustworthy. Step five is called, so what? And here's how I wrote my takeaway for today. I said, Angie, shout for joy. Lean into joy. Let joy sweep over you and raise your face to the heavens, loudly declaring, you know the source of that joy and all joy is God and God alone. I'd love to hear your takeaway. If you have one, I'd be so grateful if you would email me at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what your takeaway is today. And if you haven't yet, I would also be very grateful if you would consider subscribing or following the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second. It helps the show tremendously and it guarantees you will see every episode as soon as they drop. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Shannon Aducci. This is a special episode for me and a guest that I don't mind admitting I kind of chased down a bit. I've been a huge fan of Shannon's work for over 20 years. She's a singer, a songwriter, a worship leader, and she sat down to talk to me about her new music project called Loved. And her ministry and her life is a Live It Out of today's verse, Psalm 101. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.